0: Hello and welcome to the TT Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk to one person from the world of the TT races to discuss their lives, their journeys, their ambitions, and their relationship with the greatest motorsporting event in the world. I'm Chris Pritchard, and alongside me, Steve plater you
1: alright, Steve. Good, Chris. Looking forward to this one. I'm getting good at these intros now, aren't I? Yeah. this makes perfect. Well, eh? exactly.
0: It's only taken me uh, <laughs> a year now to, to master it. Um, how excited are you for
1: this one? Hey. This one might be aggro, might have trouble keeping this man quiet. He just waffles on and on and on and It's all good stuff. That well, well, yeah, I was going to say that. You, you see him in the
0: paddock and he'll come out with a story and it's just you could just sit there for hours listening to him. So hopefully the listeners are going to enjoy this one.
1: He's a busy, busy man all year round, loves the TT and it's going to be interesting.
0: Today's guest on the TT Podcast, in my eyes, is Mr. TT. There isn't a job on this island too small for Milky to get his hands dirty with during the TT fortnight. One night he's erecting barriers in the fan zone, next he's chatting to the newcomers making sure they're prepared, and next he's in the VIP showing everybody exactly what it's like to do a lap around the TT course. He's a Manxman through and through, as well as probably the biggest TT fan I've ever met. In 1996, he made his TT debut, and out of his 11 starts, he's finished 10 of those, and even made his childhood dream of winning a TT a reality in 2002 in the lightweight class. Unfortunately, the only thing to get in the way of Milky and more TT success was a huge crash at Ballast Spare, which uh, I'm sure we'll touch on at some point during this podcast. This intro really doesn't do this man justice. I can't wait for this one, Steve. Shall we get into it?
2: And now he's teaching people. <laughs> and, now he's, and now he's teaching people. Milky. Uh, uh, World's well not wise, is it? <laughs> welcome to the TT podcast. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Oh, you? You. yeah. Yeah, lovely, lovely. It's a pleasure to be here, boys. Thank you. Ever pleasure so
0: much. to have you. Uh, we'll start with the same question that we we ask everybody. Um, I want two variations on this one, ideally. Um we the always truth ask, not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we always ask people especially, well, mainly the riders, what it's like rolling through that no man's land, getting under the gantry, getting that hand on the shoulder, waiting for that flag to go up. From your me- from your memories, how did it feel for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, for me, I, I always loved it. I know some lads who go, oh, I get really nervous and I can't think, and concentrate. But for me, you've been waiting all year for it. And that was it. It was time to go. It was like get in there. I'm here. Let's get on with it. And
1: it was a bit I, different for me. He had to run and push. And push
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Put <my> put in <laughs> based helmet. On. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed being in that dead zone. It was like, but for me, it was. I don't know about you, Stevie, but for me, it was always beforehand when I was getting my leathers on in the van. I'm shaking like a shitting dog. You really? Know? And, yeah. And it was be like, Ugh, I'm really nervous, and and then walking up to the line, and everyone's like, and anticipating what's going to happen for me. And that was that was the worst bit. Once I was in the dead zone, I was like, right, I'm here. I'm to do the job. Let's get on with it's it. business and, time. Yeah, and all I was thinking about, if it was different and start number one, It's there's a lot of pressure on you, I suppose, because you are the first away and you're wondering what the road conditions are like. And that's what used to go through my brain was the race. I was I was already in the race then. Mm-hmm. Once I was in that dead zone, I was like, right. If I was behind someone, I'm like, I'm having him. I'm catching him. That's what I'm trying to look for. Mm-hmm. And if I was number one, it would be like, Right, I hope Reba Castle's nice and dry. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I actually liked. it. I mean, maybe it's a statistic thing, but I actually liked being in that dead zone because again, your family had, had all gone as well. You you weren't concentrating on them, and you know you said your goodbyes effectively, and it was like right, come on, let's get on with it, and
0: yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a weird thing that a couple of a couple of riders have said that about being number one, being almost a road sweep for everybody else. Yeah, I loved but, it. But loved the next it. guy is only ten seconds behind. Road's not going to change between one is going it, through it, and the other, is it? Mindset thing. it? Isn't it? Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you are you, you are the road sweeper. I mean, I've had cats, dogs run out in front of me, birds, everything. I mean, I used to. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, it's um, yeah. You, you always, yeah. I mean, I I always loved having that clear road. It was like right, yeah, because I mean, ultimately, it's not like a short circuit where you've got twenty or thirty other lads around you. It's literally just the tr- you're racing the track anyway, so. There's no one in front of you. There's no one to hold you up. That's the way I always thought about it. And they'd be like, "Right, come on, let's get on with it." And
0: but did you not see it as a? There was no carrot just in front of you to chase down. No, so you never knew how hard to yeah,
2: go. Yeah, I, I, I. For me, you see, I I knew when well, I in the day in the day, but um, I always knew I was always fast. And I thought I'm racing the circuit. The circuit's what I've got to beat. So that's what I'm challenging myself against. Not Joe Bloggs behind me or in yeah. front of me. So it for me. I loved it. I loved being number one and I think John, John's like that as well. John knows he's fast. He's got a clear Mm -hmm. track. He hasn't going to get, uh, I'm sure Steve will tell you, you know, for me, my, I used to hate when you used to catch someone, you'd start catching someone and they'd just be that little bit slower than you and then so you'd have to Try and get past them. Then you couldn't get past them. He shut the door on you. And Yeah. Whereas for me, I'd just like to be clear on my own. And for me, that's what makes the TT so special is the fact that you are on your own. It's your own personal racetrack. It's magical. There's nowhere else in the world that's like this. Absolutely. It's just, it's like having, going to Brands Hatch on a track day and it being your personal track. Just you and your, yeah. yeah. You, you, you have, have to pay on that you know tens of thousands of pounds to just to have that privilege. And, yeah. It's just sensational the fact that you're on your own. and You can, again, you're not trying to defend your line. You can open the apex up and mo- nice flow and smooth run through, and you don't have to defend anything. So, for me, yeah, it's 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 sensational. That's being on your own, on, on your own, number one on the road. Yeah, bring
0: we'll, it on. We'll get to the start of how your TT career started, but just on that, Peter Hickman, for instance, always starts ten somewhere around that. Someone as fast as him, why do not he decide to go number one then, so he gets a clear run and he can go as fast as he wants?
1: I keep asking that question because it's a, it's a massive hindrance. Yeah, you know, for sure his race time could be better.
2: Without- yeah, I think again, I think it's <clears throat> again coming from the short circuit nature of always being with somebody and you know trying to get that. We ever watch? You, we watch it on MotoGP every other weekend, and everyone's hanging on for the fast lad to try and tag onto him to try and pull him around. And I think still Pete's still hanging on to that a little bit. Where right. he doesn't need to, he no, could he, he could, could literally player. go number one, and that'd be it. It'd be clear off, and no one's seen where he was going. I mean, like this year, for instance, I'm sure if you know if Dino would have put in 135, then Peter would just put 136, mm. 137. He does 138. You know, Peter had it under control this year by by far. I'm sure you know he he, he, he was he was on fire this year. It was amazing. Yeah. He can dominate the race and and control it. And number one would be the. Perfect thing for him to go, I'm sure. But again, it depends on your mindset, your what you want to do, and you know how he's focused. But obviously, he's happy at number ten. He's not well, bothered yeah, by clearly, it. He's the yeah. fastest man at the moment, anyway. So mm-hmm. maybe when he start, someone starts to challenge him, you might think actually, get
1: I'm out. getting held up
2: here. I'm getting held up here. I need to get clear. So yeah, let's see. Let's see in yeah. a couple of years' time. You never know. But you were the Peter Hickman back in the day, <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't live with a caravan. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so,
0: so where, did, where did all your love come from it? Obviously, you're a manxman at heart, so I presume yeah. you just grew up with the TT and...
2: Yeah, I mean, I have asked myself very privileged. I live in the best place in the world, you know, the most beautiful place. Outside the TT, the yeah, other yeah. man's a beautiful place. As long as it's not raining. Like... Well, yeah, you've got to have a bit of rain, though, haven't you? Do you know I mean? Yeah. It's, you, it's a bit like if you lived in Spain, you open the door every day and it's like, oh, right, sunshine sunshine. It's ground dog day, isn't it? Whereas I was here, you open the door you know, and it's you're raining <laughs> the rain. I've got to put my coat on today. Oh shit, I'm gonna, I am gonna can't <laughs> do much today. But you know, when when it is nice, you go and do shit. And mm-hmm. yeah, oh, sorry, I'm allowed to swear. Sorry. Yeah, no yeah. You're you aren't. Can um, say what you want. So um, yeah, it, it's the Alamara. Honestly, it's the Alamara outside the TT. It's an amazing place to live. Dead relaxed, dead laid back. It's friendly. You know, it's, you know, the car's not going to get robbed or your house isn't going to get robbed. And it's yeah, it's a class place, It really is, and I'm passionate about the Isle of Man. I love it. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. And you know, there are some mega places around. I'm, there's lots of me- mega places around the world, but for me, this is this is this is this is it. You know, and to have the best race in the world here as well is it's magical, it's, I've got the best of both worlds. I've got it when it's nice and slow and relaxed and then I've got it when it's mental TT time, so. So it was yeah. a TT that got you into
0: motorbikes rather than watching GPs or anything like that? Yeah,
2: TT always, yeah. yeah. I mean, just as a, a young lad, I mean, I'm originally from down the south of the Isle of Mand, so the Southern 100 really was my first real um, thing of watching motorbikes. My yeah. dad used to marshal at the Southern 100. Um, so as a little young boy, my dad used to just tip me at the hedge at Southern 100. And I was like, it was the old days of the TZs and 350s and stuff and the smell of the two strokes. And it was like, yeah, that's what I want to do when I grow up. I was only three, four years of age and that's, that got me into it. Yeah. You know, so it was, yeah.
1: Anybody that's listening, it cracks me up every time. Every time somebody says that, but it's, Oh yeah, I live down the south. It's like yeah,
2: so, <laughs> what? Yeah, so south south over the live, bridge. I lived just over there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I about two miles <laughs> away. Well, that's that's the thing. You go to the Isle of Man, men uh, mindset, and you go. Oh, I'll go to, I've got to go to Ramsey today. Oh, for fuck's sake! Not all the way to Ramsey. Ah, not over ah, the mountain. Ah, it's only ah, nine miles. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I'm not going to Ramsey. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to Ramsey. But yeah, I know it's not like it's just one of those things that. You, Island you, life, yeah, yeah, getting used to it. And yeah, people come from from England, live, move over here, and they go, they're used to doing a, a hundred mile commute to work yeah. every day. And then they, after two years, they're like, Oh, no, I'm not going to Rams. I'm not going down to Port Aaron. So that, no, it takes too long. And
0: I so. think, I think I'm at that point now. I've been over that <laughs> I'm thinking I want to go to Rams, and then I'm like, I'm <laughs> all the way. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> So 700 yeah. was was where you yeah, first that's, started, that's, got interested in yeah, bikes then. And then obviously then onto the TT. And the thing was for me, I could go to the 700 on my push bike. Yeah. I could cycle down there and watch it on my own with my mates at school. I went to, like say, Castle Russian High School down in Castletown and used to actually get, it was amazing, you used to actually get the Thursday afternoon off to watch the racing. That's where else I'm in the world that. can, yes. does a school yeah. give you the day off yeah. to go and watch motorbike racing? It's like, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, for me, the southern was that the real sowed the seeds, yeah. And then the TT, then I could only ever get to the TT when my dad went to go in. So, um, yeah, it was probably a bit, a little bit later than I get. I got right into the TT then, and again I used to go. To, funny enough, I used to go to spur yeah. and watch with my dad, and you know, and that's where I had my big crash as well. And it's like Jesus Christ, yeah. you know. But yeah, um, it, it's just just that thing of being sat on the hedge. With your little radio, with your sarnies and a little picnic and Brandywell as well. I've crashed at Brandywell as well. <laughs> I used to go to Brandywell and my mum. My mum used to sit in the car doing the knitting. She'd be sat in the knitting <laughs> and me and my dad would be it. down watching my brother wasn't really into motorbikes, so he wasn't that bothered, but me and my dad would be on the hedge, on the fence, watching at Brandywell when he could right get right next to the road and we'd like to say my mum'd just be sitting knitting. I get that, I'll say in your dress now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with mine. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was, yeah, the TT, again, was the magical thing. It's yeah, once a year and it was really, yeah, just, it's amazing, isn't it? It's just.
0: So, but how do you exciting. go from fan to actually competing?
2: Well, again, I didn't, I mean, nowadays, the young kids now, they're racing motorbikes when they're, their age is blooming. Exactly, yeah. Six, seven years of age on, on short circuits and stuff. But for me, I was a road rider. Mm-hmm. So I literally, as soon as I was sixteen, it was like, I'd "Get my motorbike, get me wheels." Because I lived, like, say, down the south. I lived in the countryside, lived in top of Balicul Ferrick, right in the hills. Again, you'd, I'd say it's top of the hills, but it's only ten minutes, five minutes down the road to civilization. But um, yeah, I lived up in a place called Balicul <clears throat> middle of nowhere. So if I had to go to the hour, where, I where to, is that
1: down near the airport somewhere?
2: It's above the hills, behind the back of the airport. Right, okay. So um, <clears throat> the a you know, have you ever done the A36? Yep. A36 best road on the Isle of Man. Everyone goes about the TT course being best road on the Isle. Best road on the Isle of Man is the A36. Which one's that? It's phenomenal. It literally goes from Port Erin over the top of the Southern Hills. Oh yeah, And you yeah. can either go down to Dolby and Glen May, or go through to Foxdale. I worked on
1: the uh, Porsche thing,
2: yeah. GT4 launch. We had- oh, yes, yeah, that with yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all, all the all the different bike launches and stuff I've ever done. I've always said yeah. we have to do some filming yeah. over there because it is brilliant. It's it's like a mini mountain. It is. And mm-hmm. I, t- I used to test my TZ head up there. There's no police <laughs> watching <laughs> me. Really? I used to test my T's no. head up there because it used to be really, really bumpy. They've, they've smoothed it out a lot now. Yeah. But there was never any feds there. You could literally just... I, I used to fire the bike up over the top, run back over, over to Foxdale, back again. Oh, no, I need to tweak the suspension. Back over again. It was amazing. It was amazing. That's and, why you were so good then. Yeah, well, I don't know, but it was... It was a, it's, it's a real good road, that is, the A36. Anybody that ever wants to come over, just have, have a run over the A36 it's really good I mean ultimately that's how like I say well, as soon as I was 16 I had a road bike and it was like right come on I want to get out riding and, and all my mates at school when we, we, we there was quite a few of us there's about seven or eight of us all got motorbikes when we were 16 like you do and that doesn't happen now does it No, kids no. don't go ride motorbikes no, now no, that's no. why I'm a little bit worried about the bike future really because there is no kids there's coming the next into generation coming yeah, through, they just yeah. get a car now and they just forget about a motorbike mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want a motorbike the mum's dads don't want them on dangerous things like that so it's like so that
1: age, fifteen, sixteen, you know, getting your first moped
2: bike. Um,
1: who, did you, who did you look up to? Who was your hero?
2: Joey, so Joey was, Dunlop. Yeah, Joey Phil's was still TT,
1: not no, yeah. not superbike
2: wise. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I, well, was, uh, it was a Shell Super Cup, uh, Super Cup, was on it? It was, it wasn't. <coughs> yeah, it wasn't BSP right. then. It was the I think it was a Super Shell Super Cup or something. Super Cup. Super Cup. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so Whitten, I, yeah. I remember watching Whitten. I remember watching. Eighty-five, eighty-six was the first when it was televised and they had roger marshall on the on the vfr Reggie, yeah. uh, they had whitman on the suzuki they had parish on the fz um, and that was ma- that was amazing because it was a televised series wasn't it yeah, and yeah i really watched that on bbc one it was brilliant That i love that series and that keith Hewin, i remember keith hewan on yeah. the fz as well and it was the proper real good things and I used to watch the transatlantic series as well because that was televised, wasn't it? And because there was no Sky then yeah. or anything like that, so you couldn't watch anything. There's no YouTube, you couldn't watch anything. So it was like oh, shit. That's on the telly. I need to set, make sure to set the recorder, get the Betamax out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Mate, that reference has just gone
0: over about <laughs> 90% of our list. Yeah, Banks, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> they won't even know what a VHS is. Yeah, but I <laughs> right.
2: yeah we couldn't afford a VHS. But
0: that me. was like the Transatlantic was when Schw- Schwans and Rainy yeah, came yeah, over. It was and, fantastic. Yeah, that, that was. It was that. It,
2: yeah, I mean, it was always on at Easter. It was Easter time, it was on. And it was. Yeah, because there was nothing else on telly. There's only churchy stuff or one there on the Easter <laughs> time. I yeah, the songs of praise or something. So it was like, there's nothing else on it. But yeah, the, the Transatlantic series really for, for short circuit racing. That was like, wow, well, wow, yeah. But so, but that
0: didn't make you want to go short circuit racing, watching it. You just enjoyed it as a fan. Yeah.
2: No, but, no, I was never I was never like, oh, I want to be world champion yeah. round Brands Act or whatever. It was literally all i was ever... Focused on was the TT, and, and
0: you. But you got your bike license, and your, your mates hung around because you wanted to progress in the racing, or did you just want a motorbike just to go and ride?
2: No, I. I literally wanted a motorbike to do the TT. That's that right. Was, so it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. W- it was literally. Yeah, that's the same. When because there was like seven, eight of us, we all got motorbikes and we'd all what was your first l- around it was a DR125 was it nice. you see we were, look- were lucky over here on the Isle of Manor it's changed no it's still, still the same at 16 you can ride a 125 yeah. there's, there's no 50s or 80s or anything like that straight onto a straight onto 125 and bef- just bef- that was that only came in just as I was getting 16 before, before that you could ride a, a GPZ for 900 cool. on L plates at 16 yeah. Yeah. yeah no yeah, restrictions yeah, yeah yeah no restrictions it was mental it was mental it was, <laughs> was ace really good um, and there was a group of lads above me. There was a group of lads about four, three or four years older than me, and we all—they were all southern boys as well. And uh, that was the group I wanted. That's the group I wanted to be in. You know, the, the, yeah. the biker, they yeah, were the biker. They were the biker group, and that—that's who I wanted to be. I wanted to be with them boys. But I was only—I was because I was younger. I was a bit dissed. It was like, oh, yeah, no. yeah. and I, I'm a little one-two-five, and I was like, oh yeah, one day, one day I'll get me decent big bike and I'll be with them boys. And Do you see him now? yeah no yeah, yeah no, 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 they're all good lads and stuff and you know it's it, i mean I, there was a few of them killed there was a few of them killed on the road there was a lad called mave he was killed at uh, great meadow he used to work in ramsey on his bike yeah he, it was but the brand new you remember the old zxr the zxr 750 when it first came the h model h1 yeah yeah he just got a new one of those Um, And it was like, whoa, whoa, that's a fucking super bike for the road. That is. It was like thing, and he was worked in Ramsey, uh, uh, and he came down through and he got killed in the sun under a bit that farm. You know, Great Meadow. Yeah, just there, he hit a tractor there, and he it worked out that he'd left because he clocked out of work or something. It I don't know, say nine o'clock. And he got to Great Meadow at like eight minutes past nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that was that was when the accident was. And yeah, I, mean, I remember Mave getting killed at Great Meadow, and like, he was one of the biker crew. It was like oh shit. And then there was Andy Cannell. He was killed on a, when the FZR 600 yeah. first came out. He was killed on Shore Road, um, and it was like shit. You know, it was yeah. But the boys didn't hang, you know the boys didn't hang around. Everyone was on it and yeah. going fast, and yeah, it was yeah. It was but that was that was road riding wasn't it and. There was there was loads of us doing it and like on a sunday that was that sunday was my day of like on a sat all week i'd work all week and then on the sunday that was my bike day that was my day to go around the tt course and we we had a, we all used to meet up we'd all like in the morning you'd work on your bike clean it make sure it's all, all right and then we'd up, have to be up to the swimming pool and ramsey by one o'clock so we'd all independently get up there on our own mm-hmm. get into ramsey and in the swimming pool sit down and we're all there drinking coffee and all we, all I was wanting to do was go over the mountain. It was like, come on, when's, <laughs> when's everyone first going to start moving? And as soon as someone would stand up to put their helmet on, he'd be like, oh, come on. And I was like, oh, no, he's not going. He's going on his own. And then we'd all go as a group. Oh, mate, it was amazing. It was just like wacky races over the mountain. So, no, again,
0: no speed limit over the mountain. No,
2: no, no. And I, by by this time, I'd passed my, my DR125. I had a DR125. Yeah. I passed my test then and got a KMX200. Yeah.
0: Because
2: at 17, then you could have anything. Then you could have any restricted CC at 17. And I got a KMX200 now. The KMX200, they are the best bike in the world. <laughs> Everyone goes about dual sport bikes now and all this shit. A KMX200 is amazing. <laughs> or they were amazing. <laughs> they were amazing. They do 100 mile an hour. It's a, it's a little what, 200. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the, and still a capable off-road bike. I did the two-day trial um, route opener on my KMX200. As well as then the next day, I'm like looting over the mountain 100 mile day, an hour. Like... <laughs> oh, mate, oh, what a motorbike. They are the KMX200. So I've... with your with your... Outlook
1: and aspirations, what were the family like? Were they, obviously the TT fans, used to go with your dad watching, but were, were they keen? Was yeah, the- my
2: mum, my mom, bless her, if she was alive now, she'd never let me do it. I mean, yeah. I lost, yeah, I lost my mum when I was quite young and stuff. So it was a case of like, that was a, probably the pivotal thing because my mum would have never let me race. She'd have never let me race at all. And um, when I lost my mum, I, th- I thought to myself, sod this, I'm gonna go and do what I wanna do. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what age was this? When your mother passed? Uh,
2: I was 20, yeah. I was 20, I was 20 and it was like, I say she, she wouldn't, have, and my mum was the boss, do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like all mums are, aren't yeah. they, do you know what I mean? You, you, don't, do, you don't dish your mum, do you? And you do as you're told. And I, I just thought to myself, sod this, I'm going to live my life the way I want to do. Because all my mum wanted to do is live to see me and my brother grow up and, you know, and, but she never got to see that. And I thought, yeah. this? you got to do what, you got to do with your life what mm-hmm. you want to do with it. So that was it. So yeah, I was able to go racing then. And let's like say it was, uh, yeah, it was just nature to go and do it, I suppose. And that's all. That's all. Like I say that's all. As a kid, that's all I ever wanted to do. And I say when we go back to riding around, like all my late mates would be like, "Oh, we're going down the pub," and I'll be like, "No, no, I'm going for a lap." And I remember on my, on my DR one two five, I had a, a Michelin X. 90, the X91s or something they were a Charles tyre they were yeah, yeah. and I remember you'd go <laughs> and you'd be going down from the Craig and the DR would only do 65, 70 mile an hour and the whole tyre would just be distorting <laughs> on the rim Thanks. it was a mega fun it was just going around the Craig <laughs> oh I was Ace but yeah um, but yeah so then I got like I say I got the KMX200 that was at Ace and around. And then my first real proper race bike or road bike was an RGV 250 Nice. I, got, I got one of them Oh and like, that's that's when we started to go out with the lads then mm-hmm. I mean, that's
0: when you'd made it to the, the yeah, cool crew it,
2: yeah yeah and X-Ups uh, a couple of lads the cruise boys and stuff they had X-Ups and Genesis's and you know and ZX10's and uh, them boys were like you say they were the they were the real fast lads on the because on the, it was all different groups yeah, they yeah. would meet up but they were the fast men they were the they were the lunatics more ed and stuff like that and they were the loonies and I was like that that's who I want to ride and at, with and at
1: that time you know did, did you used to get people coming over from England on the boat, you know, fans and stuff. And in between-
2: Oh yeah, yeah, races, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing
1: laps and things. And was that a big race oh,
2: yeah. for you, boys? Oh yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, Mad Sunday was the day. Mad Sunday was my day, because not like oh. right now where Mad Sunday's the whole two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mad Sunday, you literally, that was your only chance to go one way over the mountain, go mental over the mountain. And rain or dry, you'd go mental laps. And that's the thing, that's the problem with Mad Sunday the way it was. Yeah. Whereas now, at least people can build up to get to speed. Yeah. so when they first get off the boat they can wobble around and go oh, yeah well yeah we did 75 mile an hour this time next time I'll go 80 and they get used to the track and they used to know where they're going whereas Mad Sunday used to be just complete you know one chance yeah because yeah. everyone just go I've only got a year next year now is the next time I can do this so they just go mental so but for me it was like Mad Sunday was the day I'd literally get up I think they opened the roads I think it was about 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock I think it was when they made it one way till 6 o'clock at night I'd literally just go <laughs> <laughs> round and round and round and round and round in <laughs> circles. just I wouldn't stop I'd literally just petrol <laughs> round petrol 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 just to do as many laps as I could so back on the coast road
0: back down into Ramsey then back no no down I'd, do the a I'd never do you that do, oh you oh, do oh no lap. no I'd
2: always do a lap oh i always really? do a lap yeah even now I don't like to go on the coast I wouldn't uh, the lads now they go over the mountain they go around the, nah you've got to do a lap haven't you that's, that's where Did it's you time out. yourself um, uh, yes, that's a yes. Yeah, a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. No, not, not really. So, <laughs> not really. But yeah, not yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. I think I got nine laps one day, one year. I got nine laps because obviously you could never get a clear run because there was always crashes. Yeah, but I got nine laps in one year. Um, just literally just going around on the Sunday till the. the you must the road. have been a nightmare. Yeah, I never got <laughs> to a run. Lucky no. it's your <laughs> <track. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> lucky, lucky <laughs> you qualified. I never yeah. got do that. Well, I get th- you on about. I mean, the, the, yeah, but again, the thing, I'm lucky that I come from the Isle of Man, and if ever I wanted to go, when I when I was learning the circuits effectively, or wanted to get I'd get up first thing in the morning. Yeah, first thing in the morning, last thing at night. is the best time to learn the circuit, and, and because get, there's nothing on there. Yeah, there's nothing on it. There's nothing on it, so you can get. A, get a good rip. rip
0: Wait, so Mad Sunday, you say it was one way, just the mountain or the just whole the place? mountain. Right, okay. Just the, mountain, Not the whole yeah, place. Yeah,
2: yeah, just the mountain. But the thing is, traditionally then, Mad then, Sunday. Then
1: back in that era, was were there speed limits
2: anywhere? Uh yeah there were. They were there's, yeah. there's always been speed limits in towns, yeah. but I mean now they're everywhere. Yeah. But was. they
0: didn't used to be between the towns No no
2: no it was it was good, you know, it was you could really so part
0: through part yeah, through um, Danbury Hill, yeah, Danbury Hill. Yeah, you get
2: to Union Mills up by, by Hutch, and you can go fast. And yeah. then through Union Mills and Crosby, there was a little bit, but then you could stretch it on again. And then yeah. Glen Helen, you could there was no, yeah. there was never no, you know, used to be a, a speed limit through Glen Helen or anything. Through Cronkavardi, down through next thing is then you into Kurt Michael a little bit in Kurt Michael, then through then to oh, wow. yeah yeah, I'll laugh and then a little bit more then. But it was it, it was good, really good. I mean, yeah, obviously it's dangerous and. The, the, the roads are too busy now to do that. That's how I can see why they've done yeah. it. You know, it is literally there's too many people living here. But in them days, there were the roads weren't that busy.
0: So you're learning the court. You're learning the course without learning the course. You're just taking it all in every single day because you're out there and you. are Yeah, pretty much. But you're, but you're not thinking right. I need to think about where I'd be on the racing line. You're no, just, no, you're just, just riding it.
2: Yeah, just riding it. Really, just riding it and feeling it and feeling the bumps and stuff. And uh, that's the thing because once. Once the roads are closed, it's a completely different track, effectively. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's only the mountain that you could ever really try as a racetrack. And <clears throat> I always remember my first, <clears throat> first time I ever did it, 95. said 96 on there, but it's 95 was the first time I did it. And, <sighs> hey, um... Phil went wrong. <laughs> yeah. wrong. Yeah. Sa- the <laughs> Sack sac- 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 <laughs> the assistant. But, um, yeah, 95. Sorry, I, Phil. <laughs> I, I always remember the night before my first practice. Um, it was the Saturday night practice. Yeah. And, um, I remember the night before I was panicking because I thought, fuck, what if I fucking I go out there and I try my best and I can only do like an 80 mile an hour lap. I'll be devastated because that's and, all I ever wanted to do. And
0: this would be the first time you'd ever gone out
2: yeah. on your own, yeah, yeah, fully yeah. closed roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was panicking, I was like, <laughs> Paranoid about failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, what well, if I go out and I can't do it? What am I gonna do now? What, what I'm, literally am I gonna do? Um, but it was all right. So right. I broke McCallum's lap record, didn't I? So it was alright. Well what what on not on the first lap? No, no, first oh, right, on okay. the second night I did, yeah. Second night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was all right. So, so then I knew then. I was like, right, yeah, we're on it. We're on Which it was then. what was the record then? It was 107, I think it was. Unbelievable.
0: 107. Back in ninety five as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was all right. It was all right. But that was ninety five was a turmoil. <laughs> it was turmoil that was. Because again, it was your first year and Again, we were talking about heroes. and Sorry, we're flipping from one thing to the other here. There's so much going on in the head. That's fine. And um, you talk talking about heroes, but there was, I, had an, I had a couple of other local heroes as well. And there was a lad called Decker Kelly who literally just lived down the road from me And at the time. right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, he was a top racer. And right. He was the top man at the Bank's Grand Prix. He was one of the, you know, always, always at the top, you know, top three or four and stuff. And he eventually won it. And, and Decker, and uh, he, as a kid, I'd hear him, you know fettling his bikes and ram, ram. he literally only lived like a quarter of a mile down the road from me and uh so he was like my my, my local hero as such and there was another lad pete hounsell he was one of my heroes as well that i used to ride on the road with that was doing racing as well and uh, yeah so decker was decker was was, the, was the, the local man and decker showed me around a little bit as regards to from the racing side of things and uh yeah that was that was that was a good little help as well, from because Decker showed me the racing side of things. But, oh, geez, I've lost my track now everywhere. We but <laughs> um, yeah, but in ninety five, ninety five, um, it was literally so full on, and I thought, shit, yeah, I need to make sure that I do this right. And after up to the, the second night, the Monday night, I was on fire. I thought brilliant, that was it. And I'd gone from a nobody effectively. I'd won the four hundred Derby Championship the year before in the RGV, and and then. I got a TZ 250 um, for to do the roads on because you need a proper bike, don't you? Not just a road based one. So my dad refinanced the bloody house to buy this TZ for me, and it was a immaculate, it was a beautiful thing. Um, but up to Monday, it was running brilliant, and we'd done like six, seven laps. I thought, oh, I'll put some new pistons in it. So put some put some new pistons in it then, just to keep it fresh. So bang some new pistons in it. Went out on the Tuesday and the bugger seized on me didn't it so I was like oh boys!" so no no crash no no just nipped up nipped up coming to balaf nipped up coming to balaf Mm -hmm. I was like oh no so it bloody we pulled into I pulled in balaf and balaf obviously is the furthest bit away from the paddock isn't it furthest point effectively to get there in the van Mm -hmm. so the boys come and pick me up I live down south as well so we picked up and then had to go all the way back down south needed your passport yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> back into Douglas say loads of fairies and um so he gets down there I worked pretty much on it all night then to got the spare barrel on it put that on it got it fired up again so I, I didn't get a good night's sleep that night and them days as well you had morning practice I
1: was just, just going to ask that that was, <clears where throat> that
2: was still yeah so I pretty much didn't get any excuse me didn't get any sleep then that Tuesday night to then go straight to the morning practice. So what, it was like, what time was that out of bed? You are out of bed being... about four o'clock, something like that. Yeah. Four o'clock to get there. That for... way you won it. Yeah, it was, oh, oh, morning God. practice is amazing. <laughs> they, weren't too, they weren't brilliant on the TZ and on two strokes because you had to jet them differently and the track right, temperature yeah, always continue. cold. And yeah, yeah. they were always, but for surreal experience, oh my yeah. God. Going through Kurt Michael and there's like nobody there, no one around yeah. anywhere. No, spe- There was no spectators even. No. there was literally like no spectators.
1: So just to change the conversation slightly, so back so in that era, obviously, with uh, morning practice being so early and stuff, and I was reading something last night about obviously, you know, kind of seven o'clock in the morning, it was all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to, yeah. Um, and with temperatures being down, uh, as well, you know, obviously the bikes have run off decent, especially in two strokes with it being nice and cool and crisp. But um, my point being is, um to get a fast lap in for qualifying, did you have to wait for a different was there any really ones was there any sessions during the during the day to get well, all morning practice?
2: Yeah there was no in them days there was no qualifying as such. Right. It was effectively practice. Just practice. Yeah. Yeah, it was just classed as practice, because yeah. you, you got your start number and that's where you started. So there was yeah, no everybody wants to be fast this evening practice. Yeah, I know, I know. And you always did. You always looked at your times, but you were never going out to I never went out to go right, I'm going to make sure they were number yeah. one. Because uh, I was just trying to get a good setup on the bike, trying to get it to make sure she was pulling right, the suspension was good, and
1: yeah. So, so but the front boys were them,
2: you know, back in your day, yeah, the Phil reads in the mic. Yeah. Hayward oh yeah, yeah, front yeah, front yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the, the morning practice was was nice, I, I, but I'd never pushed on in the morning, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, n- I never right, yeah. purposely pushed on. The evening was always the one that I always thought, right, they can get, get going here. And again, a lot of lads wouldn't necessarily go out in the mornings because they'd be like, maybe have a beer the night before yeah. and think, oh, well, my bike's running all right, I'll stay in bed tonight this morning. Probably so the yeah. track was generally a bit quieter in the mornings. Right. and um, But yeah, it was uh, seeing, you know, I remember one, one time I sat in the start line and over the town, like, we can't start. It was pitch black, like this, pitch black. And you're like, we can't start just yet. We're gonna to have to wait to get it's a little bit lighter. <laughs> <laughs> wait in another 10 minutes. We're not then, filming this at night, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah, in yeah. the studio. <laughs> and um, yeah, literally, uh, it was like, right, okay, we can go now. It's literally someone's flicking a switch and putting the lights on. Really? We literally just got like that quick, bing. And then wow. was it? Like, we we're away. Yeah. but well, you're all just sat on the start line yeah, waiting for in pitch black you 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 come through scrutiny you get the bike out of the van in pitch black you go through scrutiny you're in pitch black up on the start line still pitch black oh, you right. say it must be such a surreal a surreal experience yeah there's no tie warmers and there nothing of them no, days no. either yeah. you know you were no tie warmers it was literally you were just sat on the line like, okay ready to go ready to go
1: and that that wasn't really that
0: long ago when you no, think about no. it was it
1: so, that, so so you know for me you the bike never really got up to temperature, and the body didn't, and so on. Just tires, you know, until Union Mills. What mm-hmm. was it like then? <laughs> how how long could you wait to to kind of get a good feel and push a little bit? Again,
2: I always in the mornings. Yeah, I always like you were saying the Union Mills. Going up Bella Hutchin for me is that's the warm up lap, and even now and any that's what I tell all the lads. You know, just up to the Bella Hutchin. Once you got through Bella Hutchin, then you know you're up to temperature. The bike's up to temperature. The tires where's up to temperature. Sorry, where's that? <laughs> <Ballahutchen>, <laughs> just as between basically Union Mills and, and Crosby uh, sorry know, yeah, 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 the, the hill. yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah, Old so, yeah, yeah just before Ballastgeri yeah so it's, that's that's your first you You're two miles almost three miles into it there so you yeah, you're three miles into it there so you, that's your warm-up lap yeah so yeah. that's that's where you just make sure you go steady through there and even now like us say even now so once you got up to Ballastgeri and the two strokes there was terrible that's where they'd nip up Ah, just right. that little gradient she'd just nip there yeah so and it, Balagueri as well was always really bad so, you know just on the, just on the when you as roll. you rolled off the, yeah. oh, just she'd just nip on you so you had to always he- feather the clutch on the way in Oh, she's alright she's there <laughs> but yeah um, yeah so it, it, it was it, I mean you hear some lads they used to put <clears> tights <throat> and stuff on underneath the leathers because it was that cold in the morning and it was uh, up over the mountain was it was freaking. like <gasps> freezing cold going for a night out <laughs> <laughs> well why have a you float your boat, you float your boat? <laughs> yeah but no um it, the, the morning practice was uh, was something that obviously modern day tt riders don't never, never yeah. experience but they are there were special mm. special things. Yeah, really, were special. And again, because again, you had a morning practice, night practice. It was full on. It was proper full on. There was no rest. Yeah. You know, literally, you're literally, were fixing the bike and then going back out again. Yeah, and then especially in the, the two era. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. You have the things and bits.
0: And I guess at, at that point, if the track was slightly damper, you'd still go out on it.
2: Oh yeah. 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 There, was, there no, was no. There was no waiting for it all to be bone dry. Yeah. No. There was none of that. Yeah. yeah. It was. Um, but which is. In, in them days now you think it's ludicrous but in them days it was just part of the course it was like yeah well you know and they, they did the bikes didn't have the horsepower but you still you were still committed on the two strokes mm. at every corner of full yeah. commitment and so yeah it was it was but we were a bit like cannon fodder in the old days i always felt it was like yeah just get out there to entertain the troops go on get out there it's raining doesn't matter go on get out there well you know that was the mentality yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 whereas now obviously you've got gary that you know, actually cares about us, <laughs> so it's it, yeah, it's not so bad. So,
0: right, yeah. let's end part one right there. Well, I mean, we've not even really got to your TT career, <laughs> let alone the, this. The, the The thing I wanted to talk about most was how the newcomers learn the circuit now with with you and Barty. That's that's really what I'm going to get into.
2: But also, or do you, they? <laughs> well, yeah, never stop learning, Never stop learning, mate. Never stop learning. Right, make
0: sure you join us in part two with Milky Quail.